Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sounds Like Sam. I'm your host, Sam, and it's Monday again. NFL Week 5 is officially over, and it was a very exciting conclusion to the week with that Raiders-Kansas City game. Man, what what a, what a start it was at the beginning with the Thursday night game. Uh, the Colts versus the Broncos being as bad as it was and then ending on such a high note like the Raiders versus the Chiefs game. Man, that was super exciting. So much happened in that game, and a lot of people either won or lost because of this last game, uh, the Raiders versus Chiefs. So we have we have some stuff to talk about. Uh, unfortunately, I'm gonna try and make this a shorter podcast. I'm a little bit under the weather right now, but it should be a good episode. Otherwise, definitely gonna talk about my waiver wire ads. I'm gonna talk to you about the bye weeks uh, for week six teams that are they're off this week, and uh, I'm gonna give you some defense streamers that you can have uh moving forward this week so should be a good episode if you haven't already subscribe to the channel uh it sounds like sam wherever you find your podcasts and uh sound um my youtube is uh sam fulton tv now my twitter is at bullseye fantasy instagram also at bullseye fantasy for fantasy football content so uh with that out of the way let's just get into the ads for the week no, 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 no. We we got to talk about the news. Biggest news. Let's just start from uh, the Kansas City game. Travis Kelsey, four TDs. Monday Night Football record. Wow. Yeah, I believe he had seven seven receptions, like 40 yards, four touchdowns. Man, I had him and I needed him this week. He came up big time. Huge game from, from Travis Kelsey. Let's go, baby. That was amazing. I, I mean, my neighbors must have not enjoyed uh, me watching all those touchdowns. But I was I was psyched. I was hyped. Uh, it, it was it was a good way to end the week for sure. But man, that was a really good game to say the least. Uh, th- there was a lot of big playmakers. This was like probably the fastest, and it just felt like there was points scored every single time. But there was also good defense being played. So it had a lot of the great elements in a great football game. So it was really just great to see that kind of happen. Uh, it's a it's a fierce rivalry, Raiders versus Chiefs. So uh, really good to, to see that happening. But man, it was it was a good game and uh, fun to watch. Uh, other big news would be the Seahawks running back is out for the season. Uh, Rashad Penny. Uh, now it should uh, turn over to the, the rookie, Kenneth Walker. Uh, other big news was Roughing the passer penalties, I could talk about that for a minute. Uh, one was on Tom Brady, the other was on uh, Derek Carr. Uh, for the Tom Brady one, that one it just looked like a, I, th- I believe his name was like uh, Jarrett Benedict or something. But it was basically the end of the game. It could have been a turning point for the Falcons. Like if they would have had uh, sacked him, it would have been fourth down. Would have uh, given the Falcons a chance with like two minutes left to. Or go down the field, score, and possibly tie up the game, or even uh, win the game. And because of that rush, roughing the passer call, they end up giving Bucks first down, end of game. So that that was a pretty big deal. And then the other one was one on Derek Carr, uh, which should have been a fumble, a forced fumble, fumble return for the Chiefs with uh, Chris Jones, but they uh, they didn't give it to him because. They said his, his body, like, fell on him, which it did, but it's like, what is he supposed to do with that? He's supposed to levitate, he's supposed to get him on the ground and then levitate over him or something? Like, 
he's not going to be Casper the Ghost here. He's he's not going to go through him. He's he's just going to like that, that's what his body does. It's called gravity. It happens. <laughs> it's like uh Newton's like first law or something. So the the way he fell like there's no other way that he could have really stopped himself. Though that was probably the the biggest like NFL news maybe the Miami Heat the Miami Heat the Miami Dolphins quarterback uh he was injured off the first play. Um other big news I guess around the league was uh Giants take down the Packers in a close game in London. Miami gets beat by the Jets. Jets are over 500 uh, for the first time in like nine years or something. Brees Hall has a like 199 yard total total yard game went off. Uh, what else? Can't really think of anything else right now. But Steelers get blown out by the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen has like three over 300 yards in the first half. But yeah, anyways, uh, let's go into the waiver wire ads. I already talked a little bit about uh, how the Seahawks running back injured out for the rest of the season. If you have Rashad Penny, I don't think you've been starting him, but if you have, he's probably been your flex guy for you. But this is probably the guy to get on the waiver wire this week. Uh, if you're in the league like I am where you can, like where the waivers start tomorrow morning, 5 a.m., you're getting up and you're drafting this guy, Kenneth Walker, running back for the Seattle Seahawks. He should take the reins for that that team uh, with Penny out. He, he, he had a good game last this past week, had a 50-yard touchdown, but... I'm going to assume that he's getting the majority of the carries from now on because they really do rely on that the, the rush a lot. So And that's like the kind of balance they want in the Seahawks offense just to, just to really suit the, the wide receivers really well. But he'd be like the go-to guy to get. Another Seahawks guy that you could get is Geno Smith, the, the quarterback. He's been playing phenomenal uh, recently and really putting on a show not only in fantasy but in regular football. Uh, I believe this week he had like 25 points. Last week he had like 30 or even 39, I believe. He's a guy who's still available in a lot of leagues, and with the bye coming up, which has uh, the, the Lions, the Raiders, Texans, and the Titans on it, you, you should be looking to grab uh, Gino, and, and I'd start him. I mean, they, all the games he's played in have been really close, lost their best rush, running back, even though I think Walker will get the carries. Uh, Gino is been the guy, and they have elite wide receivers, they they have DK, they have Lockett, both of them have been playing absolutely fantastic uh, during the first five weeks of the season, he's a he's a go-and-get-him go guy, <laughs> and, and a starter, because there's there's a couple guys right now, especially on uh, teams that we thought that were going to be, or when I say we, I mean like basically everybody thought that was going to be good, they just haven't really been playing well, that's been, you know, Matthew Stafford hasn't really done that much, Tom Brady's been a little bit iffy. You picked up Trey Lance or someone, Kirk Cousins, like those types of guys. Those are always like real iffy. Joe Burrow has been doing okay. Yeah, I, I think Gino's a guy you gotta go get if he's still available. And he, he, he's uh, he's changed. He's a matured guy. That if you need a quarterback, he's someone you gotta go get. All right, uh, next guy is gonna be running back Mike Boone for the Denver Broncos. Broncos themselves are not very offensive. Uh, they just can't really get anything going, and I don't know if that's Russell Wilson's problem or the coaches. Probably a bit of both, but there's some type of disconnect with Russell and his players, and it doesn't really help that you know they don't have Javante anymore. He's out for the season, uh, and Melvin Gordon just seems to cough up the ball every single game. Uh, but Mike Boone seemed to be like a good wide receiver or receiving back threat. For them, and he seems like he's going to take over that that fifty percent split between Gordon and 
what was Javante. Uh, Melvin Gordon probably will get more going forward, but you know he Boone did pretty good with what he what he got. So uh, like he had seven rushes for forty yards and or no thirty. Re- 30 receiving yards on three receptions, which isn't bad. So, obviously, probably not a big standard league person to go after, but I, I'd consider him. Uh, next guy is going to be Eno Benjamin. He's the running back for the Cardinals. Uh, he's really been outperforming, uh, and he outperformed James Conner because James Conner was out of the game. Yeah, he just if if Conner's out, I, I'd go with him, uh, especially if you need him. I, I I'm in a little bit of a situation where I have. Najee Harris and James Conner, which last year you would have been like ecstatic to have. This year it's like the total opposite. There's just a a flop fest at running on my running back position, so that's not good. But yeah, for me, I I because we're like basically dead last at this point. Uh, we we got to go after uh really. I'm I'm going I'm going to be targeting heavily Kenneth Walker, but Eno Benjamin's got to be a guy that I'm like seriously considering. Next guy, Philip Lindsay. If Jonathan Taylor is out. This game, which I don't know that he will be, but he, he Philip Lindsay did a good job this week, and he looked like a decent option, especially in deeper leagues. So I definitely can uh, think about him, but yeah, you don't necessarily have to take him. But he's just got like a guy on my watch list. Uh, next is going to be uh, Carson Wentz, who oh my god, he's been playing terrible. Yeah, he has, but well, he hasn't been winning the the Commanders any games, but he has been throwing the ball over. <laughs> Uh, 300 yards a game, and he's getting a ton of uh, throwing opportunities because their team kind of just sucks, and they're always down uh, because their defense kind of sucks. So he's been getting a lot, a lot of, uh, he's been getting a lot of opportunities, been cashing in a lot of the times. Has three of his five games are over 300 yards, and in some cases he is a top like 12 quarterback. So if you do have uh, players coming up or a quarterback coming up that you need to replace. At least Carson Wentz is always going to be throwing the ball. He might be throwing it into the other team's hands, but at least he's going to give you like 300 yards and probably like two or three touchdowns. So uh, something to think about. Uh, next guy is going to be Randall Cobb. You didn't think you'd hear that name again, but baby, he is back. <laughs> this past game, he went nine receptions off of 13 targets for 99 yards in the game versus the New York Giants, and he he just seemed it, it just looked like he was back to being. Rodgers guy, like, Rodgers just doesn't really, I mean, Dubs was looking good last week, Alan Lazard's been getting some some touches and uh, some looks, but man, it's, it just seems like he's all reliable for him, and to me, if he's getting that many targets, you have to consider him, especially in an Aaron Rodgers-led offense, like, if you're, if you're down bad with wide receivers, you gotta consider Cobb, uh, because eventually he is gonna get you some touchdowns, and uh, I, I think going forward, if Rodgers doesn't feel comfortable with Dubs or Dobbs or Lazard, and maybe Aaron Rod- Aaron Jones isn't coming up clutch anymore. He's gonna turn to next best, and next best is Randall Cobb. So, uh, next guy is gonna be Alec Pierce. He's actually done really well. Uh, this past week he had a career high. Actually, I'm assuming he. I'm pretty sure he's a rookie wide receiver, but he's only owned in 8.6 percent of leagues. He's he's had more targets and, re- and receptions every week he's been in the NFL. Uh, this past weekend, he had he went eight for nine for 81 yards, and uh, he plays Jacksonville next week, which is pretty good. Uh, but he seems to be a big target for uh, uh, Matt Ryan right now for the Colts. I wouldn't like start him or anything, but it's it's good to see that, like, he's found somebody, 
and that he's he keeps increasing his or they keep increasing his workload and uh if if you're getting like five to, to eight to ten targets a game and you're cashing in on them that's a good sign and sooner than sooner or later you're gonna get rewarded so this game they didn't have Jonathan Taylor which is maybe why they started turning in him to him more but if he's if he's doing well for them they're, they're gonna look for him because I mean that's what you, that's what you do if the guy's making plays and, and he's uh he's helping you gain more yards and you just got to keep looking for him and Alec Pierce is one of those guys that you really got to look out for um he, if if I had a um I don't even know what you'd call it like underrated guy of the week he would be or maybe like underlooked guy of the of the week he would be that guy because he just not owned in a lot of leagues and I feel like nobody's ever heard of him before but he's making a name for himself right now so doesn't have any touchdowns but I, I have a feeling they're going to come sooner sooner or later. Nico Collins is another guy. Uh, he's the wide receiver for the Texans. They, it just really seems like they're getting him more, more and more involved. He's a rookie for them. I think eventually he's going to take over Brandon Cooks' role. And uh, maybe they'll, they'll end up training Cooks. I really don't know. But he seems like he's the future. And, uh, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown didn't really come out last season until, you know, week 10. Or probably even like 13, I forget. But... Uh, he came on late. Nico Collins could be the new Almond Ross St. Brown and come on really late. So that's kind of what you're thinking of when you're thinking of like looking at taking guys like Alec Pierce and Nico Collins. Is These guys are for the long haul. These guys are uh, potential good good stashes for me. Uh, next guy is going to be, if you need a tight end, Hayden Hurst seems to be a go-to target for Joe Burrow, especially since T. Higgins was out. He, he seemed to look for him a lot this weekend and... Uh, you know, for some reason, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow just haven't really clicked great recently, but I think they've just been playing really difficult uh, DBs lately, but that'll come, but uh, Hayden Hurst has been a big target for Joe Burrow, and if, if you're a target for, for an offense like that, then you're you're pretty good to go. Uh, yeah, so those were my fantasy football waiver wire ads for the week. Now I'm going to give you uh, three streaming no wait no i'm gonna give you three my three streamable defenses are gonna be the rams the carolina panthers and the colts so the rams are playing the carolina panthers and the carolina panthers are playing the rams and you got the colts who are playing the jaguars and you know you might say well sam the jaguars have been playing pretty well why would you tell me to start the colts well you know the broncos also have a pretty they have some good playmakers, and they were able to shut them down. They weren't able to score a touchdown. I still, and, and then they, they, the Jaguars played the Texans this weekend, uh, were able to shut down the Jaguars and not let them score any touchdowns. So that gives that makes me believe that given that fact, even though the, that the Colts did get beaten up badly by the Jaguars in like the second week, I think they're going to come back, come back strong, and they're going to play well against the Jaguars. Carolina versus the Rams. I just think that Rams offensive line is trash, and the the Carolina Panthers actually have a really good uh, defensive front, so they could do some damage against a lofty offensive line. They might give up like a touchdown or two to Cup, but other than that, it's like maybe the Rams will score 14 points. I don't think they're going to rush. I, I honestly would be surprised if they score over 20 points, uh, and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina gets like three sacks and a pick off of uh, the Rams. 
And then the Rams versus the, Cor- the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Rams should do really well against Baker Mayfield. Uh, they just don't really seem to get anything going. And uh, the Rams still have a, a, one of the best defensive fronts in the league as well. They were like number one versus uh, running backs. So, uh, yeah, I, I think those are very good streamable defenses. Right now, Rams are owned 47.2%. Uh, Carolina was owned, I believe, like... I actually don't have the stat. Now that I remember it, I was going to tell you to, to start the Bears as well as my bonus start of the week because they play the Washington football team and if you haven't or Commanders, and if you haven't been watching the Commanders, the Commanders have just been getting blown out and um I don't know. I, I think they're going to put up a good show, but Colts uh they're they're owned in 45.2% of the league, so all these teams are very gettable in terms of stream 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 wise. So yeah, that was the episode. If you uh, have any questions or comments, feel free to message me at Bullseye Fantasy on Instagram or Twitter. But other than that, uh, make sure you subscribe, share the show, and hopefully you have a great rest of the week. And yeah, peace.